What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, listeners of the Didn't Ask Podcast? Welcome back to another episode of this right here podcast, the Didn't Ask Podcast. How's everybody doing? How was your weekend? I hope you had a good weekend. I pretty much did. I was a very chill weekend. It was filled with sports, which is very fun always. Um, there is no Formula One yet, but the UFC is back with Sean Strickland headlining back-to-back events, which has never happened in UFC history ever before. Which is very interesting. I mean, it's not that interesting because what fucking moron would be able to fight back to back? But he did it because of the winter, like the holiday break that they did. Therefore, he was the last event of 2022 and then the first event of 2023, which is pretty cool. Good for him. He actually won this time by judge's decision which uh, he was very elated by because, of course, last time he lost by judge's decision, which sucks very bad, especially, you know, having that, thinking that you did a good job and thinking that you'd won the fight and then you go into a judge's decision and then the judges score differently, that really sucks. That just, you don't want that to happen. But he got the win, so congratulations to Sean Strickland on that one. That was not the only martial arts event i watched this weekend i also watched the misfits x the zone series four whatever the fuck you want to call it 004 event with ksi headlining against face temper and oh boy what a fun event that was like i my dad is a pro boxer like he is a martial artist through and through he he was in the earlier stages of mma he competed in that he done boxing kickboxing muay thai he does all of the fucking things so he called me up and it was like hey or like the day before he sent me a message and he was like oh you're gonna be watching this and he sent me like a, a link to the zone for the, the the pay-per-view and i was like yes i'm gonna be watching it very excited about this because he knew that I'm a big KSI fan because I saw KSI in Amsterdam a couple of months back when he performed there. So he called me and was like, hey, you're going to be watching tonight. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to be watching. You can watch it there and there. Explain how to watch it. And my dad decided to watch it himself as well, which is very fun. And then he called me halfway like through the fight and he was like, oh, when is KSI fighting? I was like, he's the founder of this organization. He's in the main event. He will be fighting last, so I guess I said like it probably will be around eleven, maybe a little later. Ended up being very late. Like it was, he, he, I believe he made his ring walk at like eleven forty-five, something like that, our time, which is of course fine because it's an event. He is the main event, whatever. But he said that he had uh, fun watching it. Like there were some, there were a couple of good fights on that card. We of course started the fight off with Idris Virgo versus Anthony Pretty Boy Taylor, and. That was a big fight. Like Idris Virgo is a professional fighter. Anthony Pretty Boy Taylor is a professional fighter, but he very much quickly decided to move to a different side and just be doing this crossover boxing thing. But he is a professional fighter, if you say so. Like he, I believe he competed in Bellator as well a couple of times, like did MMA and stuff like that. So he's a professional fighter. They went head to head and they went at it like really hard. But Idris Virgo showed his boxing IQ and just knew how to get out of the clinch and work in the clinch when he got clinched. He was just way better paced. He had way more stamina, so he can keep going. And that was a really fun event at that. Then we had the women's fight, Elbrook versus Faith Orthway. And Faith Orthway, 
like I, I was very much hoping Faith Orbay would do something. Not that I don't like Al. I think Al Brook is a very much an attention seeker, but she has been putting the work in. Like she looks amazing. She looked built like a fucking brick shit house. And that showed in that fight. They both came out swinging. Faith Ortway was throwing hammers, but she was like, I don't know what she was doing. She was like, sometimes she was doing like head down windmill case eye style. And then she was putting her head back up and then trying to paw at L. But L was just, you know, steaming ahead, just throwing bombs and Faith credit to her wasn't backing down like she the referee had to step in call the fight off because Elbrook was putting it on her and that was um a very fun fight i'm gonna just do a fucking full fight breakdown so hang on uh with me for a second because i i think that the the fights were really fun so i think that it, it, i'm gonna just go through it so then after that we had b day versus the mystery opponent and i think no 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 wait it was swarms it was Swarms versus Ryan Taylor. I think that was the fight that, that was officially next. Uh, we uh, we had very low expectations from Swarms because, of course, Swarms fought on the first Misfits card against KSI, and that wasn't a success. He was very unprepared, even though he did show up. He lost weight to make the weight that KSI put in there, and he continued that journey. He had a lot more time to prepare this time, of course, because he has been training since the first one, which was a couple of months ago. So he's been training for a couple of months, has been losing a lot of weight. He's been looking very good. And he showed that in the fight with Ryan Taylor, where it was basically one punch and seemingly broke Ryan's orbital bone. So Ryan immediately backed off and Swarms was like, what What was going on? And then Ryan went to his corner and said, like, I can't see my, my left eye. I cannot see. And then the fight got called off. Swarms winning with one punch. Crazy to think that the guy who was doing fucking Spinderella shit in the first fight just won by the TKO, kind of, right? But doc- technically, Dr. Stoppage, but, you know, like, he-, he couldn't compete anymore. And it was one punch that did it. So that was um, very cool to see. Another thing that was cool to see was B-Dave fighting a mystery opponent. And... Going into the event, we didn't know who the mystery opponent was going to be. We had thought that it might have been Anison Gibb, because Anison Gibb has been talking a lot of crap about misfits and like that he wanted to fight and that they weren't offering enough money. And then people were always say, also saying like maybe it's Alex Wasabi, so that both of them didn't have to do press and stuff like that, so that they can just do the fight, so that the pay would be a little bit more in their favor, so that you only have to fight and then just be out. But the lights went out. We heard the Undertaker gong fucking ringing through the arena. And who the fuck steps out? Luis Alcaraz Peneda, the professional boxer that KSI schooled in the first fight. And oh my God, he fucking showed up. Similar to Swarms, he got in there and he proved himself to be a boxer. He showed that last time was like a fluke. Maybe he was just a little unprepared. He did step in a little bit short notice, but now he is ready to go. And he, he came after B Dave, who B Dave is stonky man. He's like a he's like a big he's like a thick boy, and fucking Luis Pineda just fucking put it on him like vamos. You know what I mean? He put it on him and he he beat his ass. So good job for you, Pineda. And there were some interviews afterwards between Pineda and. Case I there were some videos online and 
you could see that Pineda was super happy and uh, his interpreter and slash like like manager or something like that or like trainer said like hey you changed this kid's life like this kid has been fucking crazy now so thank you for that and that that's what JJ does you know he changes lives and he has been doing that for many years now like look at the side man look at basically the whole English YouTube scene it's all been because of KSI and of course Casper Lee and stuff like that but like mostly KSI then we move on to Salt Poppy versus Josh Bruckner which we had a lot of high expectations about this fight Josh Bruckner looking fucking absolutely ripped out of his fucking mind my man looked like he came right out of a fucking rocky movie and Sal Papi looking like the complete opposite he, Sal Papi always looks like he just stepped right out of a fucking Burger King but Sal Papi showed up once again we show in that Sal Papi has been fucking training since he was a little boy he's been training since I think he was like nine years old and he's been training for like 12 years so he fucking knocked him out Josh Bruckner and like there was also like a one punch type thing because he was just like moving, ducking, blocking, uh, rolling punches. And then he just fucking slipped and bang. And right out when Josh Bruckner couldn't get back up. And that was all she rode. Then we move on to the Slim versus Tom Sinetti fight. The co-made event of the evening. And this, this, was a, this was a real scrap. It was a real scrap, if you ask me. Both guys really big, like... Slim is a slim guy, but he's very lanky. Tom Zanetti is a little bit more, is a little shorter, but more stonky, I guess you could say. And they went at it for the four rounds that they had. And personally, after, especially after hearing Fidel Riley, who is KSI's first trainer and like he, he, who has been like a big proponent in YouTube boxing because he is a professional fighter. So he is very much for people getting more eyes on boxing i mean he's fighting in early february i believe as well so that's gonna be fun too but he said yeah like i would have basically made this uh, fight a draw and i think that that would have been a good decision not that it would have changed much through uh to the eventual outcome of the match but i think that giving it a draw would have made the fight give more justice because I feel like Slim did win the first two rounds and then Tom Sinetti won the lighter two rounds because Tom Sinetti was just, even though his gas tank was empty, he kept going and he kept stepping forward. And uh, I appreciate that, you know what I mean? I appreciate that he kept fighting. He was a, he's the the wolf, right? The fucking wolf from Leeds or whatever the fuck. So yeah, he, he did show that he uh, has a real dog in him and he kept uh, going. So that was that fight. And then we went to the main event of the evening where we had KSI fighting face temper. And holy shit, we have always been asking ourselves, like, what has KSI been doing? What has JJ been doing? Is he going to be ready for Jake Paul when that fight is going to happen eventually later this year? And while we still haven't seen that much of him, we did see that he is improving and that the gym that he's at because he's now at an MMA gym that the MMA gym is helping because he's training with people like Idris Virgo he's training with people like MVP and that is clearly showing improvement with that because he was blocking he was clinching was using the clinch to his advantage even though face temper basically engaged in them and then he does fake jabs and he steps forward left and it was all lights out for face temper which shows that hey 
Keisai has that knockout power because he couldn't really show that in the last couple of fights because, of course, he was fighting Swarms and he was fighting Luis Alcaraz Pineda. And before that, of course, he was fighting Logan Paul, who is incredibly big. So I think that this was a good showing for JJ, showing that, hey, I have knockout power. I can do this. But it was also, like, sadly a moment where it's just like, ah, God damn it, he got him out in, in the first round, which is, again, good you got to stay healthy and stuff like that as JJ. Sorry for face temper. But it also is one of those things where it's just like, uh, you're now not showing what you really can do and how you can go through the adversity. But hey, if you don't have to go through the adversity, why the fuck would we? So that was the whole Misfits 4 card because I really enjoyed that. So I really wanted to talk about this on this podcast. But this is not why the podcast is about. This is about the most popular questions coming from the Ask Reddit subreddit. So let's jump into the first question of the day coming from user advanced underscore tear underscore 3522. And they ask, if you could watch any TV series for the first time again, what would it be? I have said this on the show a couple of times in the past. But one of my favorite shows on tv that has been on tv or like that was on tv ever was the series switched at birth it was a very interesting show especially for the time that i watched it because i was fairly young but i really love that show and it's such a special show and it's a show that not many people like really no one talks about which i kind of find weird especially in today's society where we live in a society in today's society where we are very positive about like inclusivity and about race and stuff like that you know what i mean and and it's a it's a show about a about technically like two families that have their baby switched at birth and what ripple effects that have Uh, and it's very interesting to see how that story plays out and i would love to go back to that show and just see it for the first time because i think that you would be so surprised because there's so many fun interesting stories in that show that they tell with again inclusivity being one of the major key points throughout the whole series where it's about a rich girl and and then her kind of sister type i guess you can say who is deaf and then you have eventually spoiler alert you have one character that had adopts a kid because they cannot have kids or i believe and then it is a kid with down syndrome and then stuff like that like there is so many things and then of course we have sam adegoke who comes in in like season three or something like that and he gets racially stereotyped because he is black and then man this show is so fucking good so again i would love to go back to this show and watch it for the first time and see my mind would be blown with the fact that hey this girl is deaf and she uses sign language and then this guy is her her best friend is deaf as well and then there are just legitimate minutes in these uh, in these uh, shows and episodes where it's just like you don't hear any audio apart from like ambient noise because they're just doing sign language and not speaking and that is very impactful especially nowadays with the tv that we have but it's just like talking 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 talking. so yeah that would be my answer to you advance underscore terror three underscore three five two two if you could watch any tv show for the first time again what would it be and i would say switch that birth because i really love that show and i think that it would be such a fresh a breath of fresh air i guess with the tv shows that i'm watching nowadays thank you for your question Moving on to the second question of today coming from user Mayo Das. And they ask, Americans, how do you feel about people who don't want children during a time of declining birth rates? So it says Americans, but I'm just going to be 
making this a global thing because I feel like, yeah, the birth rate is down for most countries, I believe, because life has happened and life is different every generation. And we're now living in a time where, hey, it's really hard to get a house and it's really hard to get a steady job. And it's we're living in really hard times and therefore we are getting older as a society we're also like we're advancing of course in healthcare which then advances our age but because everything gets longer and harder and stuff like that but but not intended but like because life gets longer and therefore we have to pay people longer and stuff like that we have to care for people longer and stuff like that the start of life seems to be getting harder and harder because again instead of people dying at a quote-unquote reasonable age they live on way longer and therefore there are less houses and stuff like that and therefore the the year that people become parents goes up as well right because now you're not dying at 70 you're dying at 80 maybe even older than that so we're getting the same amount of time with our kids really but yeah again because we don't have the ability to get a house and stuff like that it the birth rates are going down and how do i feel about that well i don't really fucking care about it right i i think that it is one of those things that this decision is something that you have to make on your own and i think that being held to like oh we we need to keep the numbers up and stuff like that like why we are living in a in a time where again everything is fucked for us we cannot get housing we cannot get good jobs everything is stuck why the fuck would I want to bring a kid into this world to have to deal with those repercussions with climate change and fucking the ozone layer melting and whatever the fuck and the, the North Pole melting and shit like that? Why the fuck would I su- subject my fucking people to that? So I think that for me, I don't feel attacked or any much provoked by this because I don't personally care. I can understand that people go like, oh shit, my pension and stuff like that. But like, I, I honestly think that Life will figure it out. Like uh, Jeff Goldblum said, life will uh, uh, find a way. Thank you for your question, Meodas. Moving on to the third question of today, coming from user The Bearded Ant with two Ts. Now, non-Americans of Reddit, would you consider moving to the United States? Why or why not? I personally love living in the Netherlands. I think that we, we got everything on lock. We have legalized weed. So there are lots of coffee shops in Amsterdam and stuff like that because I live near Amsterdam. So that's the part of the country I know. I think that we have done everything very well with healthcare, even though things can always get better. So I think that we're living in a pretty safe time. Would I move to the United States? Sure, I guess. Like, why or why not? I think that moving to the United States has always been like a dream and it's one it's legitimately the american dream right you go there you make it big you get a big house stuff like that so would i move there i guess if there is an opportunity for me to get success there over there then yes sure i would love to but it's not a situation where i'm just like i'm you know bursting at the seams to move somewhere because i feel like i'm doing very well and like i talked about this on last week's episode with was the American Nightmare episode where it's like, what is the American dream? What's the American Nightmare? And the American dream is, of course, making it big in the United States. And what's the American Nightmare? I would say the fucking healthcare system. And that giving up that seems very scary to me. That giving up my healthcare seems very scary to me, especially because I do have medicine and medications that I need to take. So it would be very 
scary for me to be like, oh my God, and now I have to pay that shit and I'm going to be fucking spending thousands of dollars every fucking month to get my medication. So that's a thing that is very hesitant for me. But overall, I think that living in the US is not the worst place to be. So uh, yeah, I think that would I consider moving to the United States? Yes, of course, I would consider moving to the United States. Um, an ex-colleague of mine moved to the United States, which very cool. She now has a company doing shit there and she's going to do PR work and stuff like that, which is very cool. And uh, yeah, I would, I would move in with her, I guess, if that's an option. That would be fun. Thank you for your question, the bearded end. Moving on to the fourth question already of today, coming from user Uncle Fishbits. That sounded really bad. Uncle Fishbits. What famous person essentially cancelled themselves because they couldn't stop being stupid? I personally think, like, my answer to this question would have been Amber Heard. And I, I don't necessarily think that she was stupid, but she said some stupid shit in the trial, and the whole trial was like a very unfortunate situation for her because while she was telling the truth most of the time i'm assuming hopefully all of the time there were some weird things that she said especially like the dog stepped on a bee thing and the shitting on a pillow wasn't really good for her but when i read through the comments i saw a very obvious answer that i didn't even think about at first but now it must be the answer to the question and this one comes from Dr. Ford at your servers. And they say Kanye West. And Kanye West must be the best example of a pe- of a person that should just probably just shut the fuck up. And this is not denigrating to be like, oh, I don't care about your political stances. Yeah, whatever the fuck. Sometimes it's just like, dude, what the fuck do you care? Just shut the fuck up. Make your music. Because I like Kanye's music for the most part. Not all of it. But, like, a whole bunch of shit. Like, I've grown up with fucking Gold Digger, fucking Monster. You name it. Fucking all of the lights. You know, I love that shit. Fucking uh, Power. Shit, that, that shit is in fucking Saints Row 3, my favorite game ever. But fucking Kanye West had to fucking ruined it. And somebody here, no underscore manufacturer 5641, said... I've hated Kanye since he interrupted Taylor Swift, which very much seemingly the downfall of Kanye West. I accepted Kanye when he was with Kim because I'm a big Kardashians fan. I love watching that TV show. But man, that man has done some stupid things and it seems to be getting more and more stupid. When he was like, oh, I think Hitler has a point. It's like, no, he didn't. Shut the fuck up, you stupid idiot. So going back to the question, as by user Uncle Fishbits. What famous person essentially cancelled themselves because they couldn't stop being stupid? And my answer to that would be Kanye West. Because my man had everything. He had a wife, good-looking wife. He has beautiful children. He is making a whole bunch of money with fucking big brands. And now everybody has dropped him because he kept fucking running his mouth. Just shut the fuck up, make music, and praise to God. I don't fucking know. Thank you for your question, Uncle Fish Bits. And now moving on to the final question of the ask reddit for today coming from user neon the werehawk underscore what video game do you think has the best lore there are so many video games that get praised for their lore so i it, it's really hard because like i think that the last of us it might be like recency bias because the last of us of course has the new tv show coming out on hbo max which is live right now i have yet to watch it because i had to go to work but i will watch it 
like legitimately mere hours after I finished recording this podcast. And I'm very excited to watch that show. I think that The Last of Us has very good lore. There is this whole storyline going on with Ish, I think his name was, in the first game that you can only read like through letters and shit you find in the world, which is very fucking cool. And there are more of those stories of like people evacuating their houses and telling stories and having grocery shopping lists and stuff like that that you can find in both Last of Us Part 1 and Part 2 that build out the story somewhat. I think in The Last of Us Part 2, it's in some cases even more prominent with the fact that, small spoiler, there is a like semi-open world part that you have in the game where you basically have like this part on the map and it's just like, hey, go explore. And if you explore fully, you can find collectibles and stuff like that. And it's very interesting to see like those stories play out. And especially because you can just actually do them, that makes it even more fun. But when I saw this question, I really had to think about the game control. And the game control is such an interesting game and it was such a good game that it's very little for me to say that like, oh man, the, the lore in that game is so fucking cool. And there are so many letters and fucking tapes you can pick up and hear about all the supernatural things that are going on, which is so interesting. But the fact is, is like, you don't have to read any of it. You can just go mainland the story and you'd be done with it. So I think that that's very fucking cool. And again, there is so much to fucking read and it's all based on this internet content thing and I fucking forget the name of and I'm so sorry about that. But it is really fucking cool and I personally think that, yeah, like I think that that would be my answer to you, Neon the Wired Hawk underscore. What video game do you think has the best lore? I would say it's Control. I think that that game is so fucking cool. Just as the whole of the game, just the concept of the game alone, but then having all those small letters and Easter eggs dropped all everywhere about like what su supernatural things they found and what certain things do and how they react and how people disappeared and stuff like that. It's just really fucking cool. So that would be my answer to you, Neon the Werehog underscore. Thank you for your question. And now moving on to the final question of today, coming from the Am I the Asshole subreddit as my user, DJ Rue1A3. Am I the asshole for high-fiving a stranger who humiliated my boyfriend? My boyfriend and I go to a climbing gym regularly. He is really into it, and I just started climbing a few times a week. He's stupidly competitive about it and quietly insults beginners who are not as good, which makes me feel self-conscious because I'm a beginner. Last night we were at a climbing gym again, and he was doing a V6. There was about six people taking turns on the problem, probably because it's the newly installed route and they were all failing. Then a girl came and flashed it. She made it so easy, but at the end she didn't hold the final hold for 5 seconds and my boyfriend called her out after she was done. Holding the last hold for 5 seconds is supposed to be the right way of finishing the route, but she was doing it so easily she definitely could have. I think he was just being salty because she did it when he couldn't. She left and told him he didn't even start the problem correctly and walked off. I gave her a high five because she was walking towards me and did amazing at the problem and knocked my boyfriend off his high horse. She was surprised but high-fived me back. My boyfriend turned to me and gave me a what-the-fuck look and wouldn't talk to me for the rest of the night. When we were heading home, he ranted that I couldn't be trusted to watch his back if I chose to take a stranger's side over him. I was shocked that that was what he took from the climb and told him she 
that he shouldn't have nitpicked her when she clearly climbed it correctly and he got mad and argued I was supposed to take his side over people I don't even know. Am I the asshole? You're definitely not the asshole in this situation. It is very clear and simple. Your boyfriend was being a dickhead because yeah, he was he is too competitive and he couldn't finish the route. So when somebody else did it and seemingly very easily, he got mad and you high-fiving that, that girl that sent him to fucking outer space. I can kind of understand that. But on the other hand, it's just like, dude, you have to fucking grow up, dude. It's a fucking climbing wall. You go there fucking tomorrow and climb that thing yourself and then hold the final hole for five seconds and you're done. Like, come on, don't be such a bitch about this. So do I think you're the asshole? No, definitely not. It was a very harmful thing. Like if you were laughing, like if you were like laughing at his face after he fell from like three stories, then I'd be like, oh yeah, you're the asshole. You didn't do anything wrong. Your boyfriend was just fucking pissy and you have five to grow about it. And that's not that big of a deal. So go back to the question. As by user DJRu183, am I the asshole for high-fiving a stranger who humiliated my boyfriend? I would say definitely not. Because your boyfriend didn't really get humiliated. He is just a fucking piss-poor bitch boy. And I think that he needs to grow the fuck up. Thank you for your question. And that is going to do it for the Didn't Ask podcast for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please leave a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify because both places give you the ability to leave a rating and that will help the show out tremendously. You can find this podcast on every podcast platform around the world, but you can go to anchor.fm forward slash didn't dash ask dash pod. That link will be in the show description to see all the podcast platforms this podcast is available on. It's available on Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, you name it, it's on there. If it's not, let me know. You can do that by going to the anchor.fm website in the description and pressing the message button. You can also use it to ask me a personal question of yours so I can answer that live on air. If you record your voice using the voice message option, I can splice your voice into the show right here so you can hear yourself speak and I can answer your question right on air. If you don't want your voice to be heard, I can totally understand that. Just say that somewhere in your message and I will just read your question out myself so you can still have your question answered but stay anonymous while doing so. I will be back next week and in the meantime and in between then you can go to track.tv. The link will will be in the show description as well to see all the TV shows and movies I'm watching. Like I said uh, earlier on this episode, I'm going to be watching The Last of Us shortly after recording this so i'm very excited about that and that will be on my track account i also just watch a whole bunch of movies and tv shows because i canceled my netflix subscription uh, so i went through netflix and finished all the shit that i needed to do i watched the menu this past weekend and that was a very fun time so there's a lot of shit that i watched and you can go watch and rate that shit too and uh, tell me about it so please go to track.tv again link will be in the show description Well, that's going to do it for me for today. I hope you had a good time listening to it. And I hope to see you back next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.